The But God series is a production of Eden Chapel and the EC Podcast. episodes are a collection of interviews that testify of God's faithfulness in the midst of great trials. I'm your host, Bobby Payne. With me today is Amanda Litton. Amanda, welcome. Thank you, thank you. All right, good job. First talking into the microphone there. We're glad that you're here. Um, if you don't mind, before we get started, could you give us a little background information about yourself so that the listeners can get to know you? So I'm Amanda Litton. I was born in Florida, but somehow made it here in Seymour in fourth grade. Um, I grew up in uh, Seymour schools, kind of in and out of church, um, not really anywhere to call home. Moved away, come back. Next thing you know, I found myself in love with a brown-eyed boy, and <laughs> the rest of it's just history from there. <laughs> um, we're, we're not going to mention the brown-eyed boy. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so since I had four little girls and, um, I found myself at Eden Chapel about three years ago and we'll discuss all of that that happened. All right, great. Um, so what is our focus for our time today on this podcast? So my second daughter, her name was Presley and we went through a tragic accident with her and, my whole world has completely changed from it and I just got a lot to share focusing on that. Perfect. Thank you. And so if you would, and you can take as much time as you need here, walk us through what happened. Okay. So, Ooh, wow. Um, so I found myself in college, not knowing what to do with my life, um, always questioning where I was going. At the time, I already had Madison. Um, She was about four, and I decided that going to school was not my thing. It's not something I wanted to do. So I decided to take a step back. I left college, and I ended up coming to work for my dad just because (laughs) it was an easy job, let's face it. Um, I worked with my entire family, my mom, my dad, my brother, literally everybody. Um, At the time, I became pregnant with our second daughter. She grew up in um, the office with us. Um, She was, I mean, she just knew the whole place, like the back of her hand. It was the place where she grew up. Um, And then just one day... (laughs) And I say it just like that because that's exactly what happened. Just one day, um, she was on my hip. Next thing you know, we are out in the yard um, looking for her. And our business, unfortunately, was very close to the road. Um, So by the time that we had found her, she had been hit by a car. And she was left in a ditch. No cars had stopped. The road was completely normal. Took us a good minute to even find her. Once we did, once I looked at my own child, I did not recognize her. And I'm not saying that because um, there was anything, like she didn't look any different. It would just look like she was sleeping there. And I knew for a fact what exactly happened. Um, After 
the rush of it all and I finally just standing there looking at her um I was like oh my gosh how could this happen like I just remember all these fears popping up in my head just going crazy and the one thing I just it just started out my head and rushed all the way down to my toes and it felt like a gigantic hug and the only thing I kept asking is like oh my gosh, is she dead? Is this, is this it? Is this all that I got with her? And someone says it's, she is gone and it's going to be okay. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? I I don't understand that. What do you mean by that? She's gone and it's going to be okay. And it was always just this calm feeling, this hug. I just, I just didn't know what to do. I broke down, um, the whole ride to the hospital Seeing her there, um, I just, I, I don't, I still don't have words because I, I don't even know what to say other than it was such, it, it, one second there, one second gone. And that was it. That was, it was done. So I can't even begin to imagine the difficult situation that, that that was and the difficult time that you and your family were having, but how did you see God start to work through this? I know you mentioned it just briefly there. Walk us through how God was working during this horrific, tragic time. Well, (laughs) the crazy part is I saw signs of God throughout the start of my pregnancy with her um, in just small ways. Um, it would just be like car rides heading to the shop pregnant with her because I was so ecstatic that this is the first child that I get to stay home with. Well, I mean, you know, she was staying in the shop with me, but I got to nurse her on demand. I got to hold her anytime I want to. I got to put her to sleep. Um, I got to spend all that time and I was so excited to finally get that one-on-one with my infant child. So like there'd be things that would pop in my head like, you know that this is only this is God's children. I mean, they're they're not even yours. They're they're God's. And at the time I wasn't a real true believer. And I just it was something that would just pop in my mind every now. I'm like, okay, well, sorry. I'm like, well, you know. And then finally I t- came to terms to accept it. And about a month before this accident, um, Madison, like I said, she was, she just turned four, kept asking me about death. Like she was obsessed with it. (laughs) Everything was like, well, when is so-and-so going to die? When is this going to die? What, where do you go when you die? And each time I would answer her, I would kind of step back and be like, whoa, that was, that was really good. Like, where did that come from? That was not me speaking because I could not give a clear definition, but it was awfully, always biblical based. So, um, we had just had a discussion, I think it was the night before or the, uh, two days before that. And we left off at a conversation cause like I said, I could not get her to stop answering me death questions. Um, and that was, I remember replying, it does not matter how old or young you are. When God's ready for you, you will go home. And I remember her taking that finally as an answer and stepping back and being like, okay, that, that's it. We're done. So 
honestly, whenever I went to pick her up at daycare, um, that was where we started at. And I was like, you remember when we had that conversation? And she's like, yeah. And that's where I was able to plug Presley in for that um, and tell her, you know, well, God took Presley today. And I was just waiting patiently for this four-year-old to start crying on me. That's not, that's not what she did. She stepped back and looked at me and she says, hmm. well, she cried a lot of anyways. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. But it wasn't until later that she, I guess she heard me like screaming basically in the shower crying. And she came in there and she too, um, she started crying on me. We, we had that best of crying, but it, it don't just stop there. So after I lost her, the, the time going on ended up being very, um, I mean, obviously hard. I mean, I quit my job, obviously. I stayed home and I didn't know what to do. And in honesty, every night that I would lay down, I would have um, the, the, the terrors of it all happening all over again. I would relive from the time that I set her down to the time that I found her, to the time we've buried her, um, I would relive that every night. And even though I did not see with my eyes her be hit, um, my mind would paint that picture for me and I would live in it and it would replay over and over and over again. So um, I prayed every night, God, please just take me. I am done. I am done. I am done. Please just take me. And for a solid week of praying this, I kept waking up with a breath and I was still breathing. And um, I just was so frustrated that I finally hit my knees exactly in my bedroom. I know exactly where it's at. I hit my knees just screaming, I am yours. I am finally yours. I know this is what you want for me and I'll do whatever you want me to do, wherever you need me. Um, I will do it. I'll absolutely do anything it is. Um, because obviously you're not taking me home today (laughs) or tomorrow. (laughs) So please just tell me where I need to be. And that was the first time I felt my life completely shift and change. I started seeing things differently. Um, and I would, I would say that was, that was one of the biggest parts of my whole journey with her was that moment. Um, and after I told him, I was like, all right, which church do you want me to go to? Just let me know. And it was the very next morning I walk into Madison's daycare and there's Kara (laughs) and she's like, Hey, well, I don't know if you're up for it, but our church, um, you're more than welcome to come to it. Tell me the start and stuff. And I'm just like looking at her with these big eyes, like, um, were you in on that conversation? Because here I am. Um, yes, I will be there 100%. And every, I came that first day and I, I mean, I haven't stopped. Um, and even my time here has been so healing in so many ways. Um, for one, those night terrors, I end up stopping them by singing all the worship songs that we learned here at church. Um, to get those to rid away, I would just, you know, um, Reckless Love, I would sing that nonstop. 
And finally, I would just go to sleep. Like it would just calm me enough to go to sleep. Um, so after that, I started questioning about God and, you know, who he is and what exactly um, he needs from us. And one of the questions I asked him is like, do you discipline? I mean, are you a God of love? I mean, where, where do I stand? Where am I at? You know, why would I have such tragedy and things of that sort? And <laughs> Johnny... I know you saw me crying, my bawling my eyes out in the back there, but he did the discipline of God. And it's like everything he was saying was so true, and I started to see it in a whole new light. Um, but the best thing about his whole preaching, um, and even God's word in the book here, Hebrews 12, 12, and it says, Therefore lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees. And make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone, and for the holiness without which no one will be will see the Lord. Um, so that was the healing part of it all for me. Um, because not only did we talk about the discipline, but he tells us, you know, to lift our hands. Um, and make straight paths and just walk um, to forgive. And because of the light in us, others will see. And so honestly, that is what I have been completely living for. Um, and honestly, looking back at old photographs of us together, I don't even look like the same person um, because that girl that I see in these photos does not have a same heart that... I do. And it's, it's strange to say that too. Um, and even me and mom were talking in the car on the way here that I think I've been saved twice. Um, but when it really happened, you really see the world in a different perspective. And so for me, Presley's story, um, I wouldn't say I know exactly what God's plan was. Um, but I definitely know that it has forever changed the way that I live my life and the way that I see my children and people around me. Thank you for that. So um, how would you encourage other people or what kind of advice would you give to others who are going through something, who are sitting there today listening um, to your story and are going through something um, tragic as well. What kind of advice would you give having gone through this to them? I mean, it's easy to see the world with a bitter heart. Um, to think that you're so broken and so hurt that people around you also feel that brokenness and hurt. And that's not always the case. I think that was uh, a reality for me that, um, People come up to me and was like, you're so strong. How did you go through this? I don't, I could never do it. Almost like it was a choice for myself. And let me tell you, I could have never, <laughs> I've never went through it. I mean, I, at first I told you I begged for death. I would, I mean, the Lord knows I would never done it myself, but I begged him every night for death. And then whenever he saved me, that was the last time I asked. I have never asked him one more time. Um, so 
my advice is when people say things that cut you deep, um, one of mine's like trying to keep the toddlers alive, you know, that hurts pretty bad. But over time, I learned to accept that because I'm thankful that those people do not sit in my chair, that they don't see it the way that I see it, and that they're using it as an expression because they have kept their children alive. Um, so, yeah, that's... <laughs> Thank you for that. So, you know, I just, as we're kind of closing things up here, I do want to make a couple of comments. Um, and, you know, obviously you listening don't know who's in the room with me, but Johnny's in here, and then Amanda and myself, and then her mom is in here. And, and I think we can all agree that your story and that situation has touched some unknown number of lives that that on this side of heaven we'll never know. And for you to be able to sit here today and tell this story, and I know countless times you've told it before, um, that that sweet baby's life is impacting people today still. And so I just want to encourage you and thank you for for doing it yet again. I know it's hard to probably continue to, to relive that and talk about that, but um, we are grateful that you're here with us. And uh, we love you here at Eden Chapel and your family. Um, and so we just thank you so much for being here, your willingness to share your story with us uh, here today. And do you have anything else you'd like to add? Nope, All that's right. it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so let me close this in prayer and, and we'll let everybody go. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for an opportunity to be here to speak of a situation that is so dark that a human mind, a human heart can't comprehend. But God, rich in his mercies, Father, we know that you have these things planned out in your sovereignty, that you are in control of all of the situations and that no matter what happens in our lives, we can turn to you, that we can put our trust in you. Thank you for this family. Thank you for Amanda. Uh, thank you for our opp opportunity to share today. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. This concludes episode three of our But God series. We pray that you've been blessed and encouraged by what was shared today. We look forward to sharing many more testimonies of the goodness of our God through great trials. Until next time, God bless.